the truth is not in us.
Lord Jesus Christ, in your deep compassion, you rescue us from whatever may hurt us. Teach us to love you above all things and to love our neighbors as ourselves. For you live and reign the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
So, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will, all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, all endurance and patience joy. Giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share the inheritance of saints and light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, forgiveness of sins. This is the word of the Lord.
なんかリレーシーなんです。Let me get mom to this. So, you guys ever pray? You ever pray? You ever pray by yourself? Sometimes? Never have a hard time figuring out how to pray. You ever have, ever have a hard time just figuring out what to talk about with somebody? No? You sure? Because you're having a hard time talking right now. <laughs> so, so uh, what I want to do today, and I'll give you this after, is I want to give you a little, maybe an easy way how to remember how to pray. You know all that hands? You raise one hand. You left or right, doesn't matter. So how many fingers are there, including your thumb? Five fingers. So we're going to call this the five-finger prayer. Okay? So that you have, because your fingers are going to help you to remember things that you can pray for. So we're going to start off with the thumb. So what I want you to do, I want you to go like this for one second, or two seconds. Put them on your chest. So the thumb is closest to what? Your heart. Right. Head almost. But heart, absolutely. So, so now you can take the thing here. So you can lift up your thumb. So when you play for the closest heart, I want you to think about praying for the people who are closest to you. Mom, Dad, and, and other people who go there who help you all the time. And you can, and um, so you can pray, pray for those people who are closest to you, family and friends. Right. So next one, you know, know what we call this thing? It's called the pointer finger, right? And it's it's kind of long, sort of almost long, but not the longest. Right? And so with this one, I want you to think about those who help, like. Teachers and, and other people who, who help your coaches and doctors and pastors. And so you think of your pointer finger and you pray for those people, people who help you. A middle finger right, is the tallest finger for most of us, right? It's also what? That's <laughs> correct. Absolutely. Um, well done, Mom and Dad. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, so since this is the longest one, this is what I want you to. It's okay. I want you because it's correct, right? What you think? Of, I want you to think about leaders, like our president, our governor, senators, school boards, city councils, county councils, board of directors. Um, and like today, we're going to remember and install all of our officers of the church, leaders of the church, so you can pray for them too. So, so what are we doing with the thumb we're praying for? We're closer to them with the, this finger, we're praying, praying for who? This one? Leaders, okay, there we go. So the next one, this is called the right finger, finger, and guess what, that is the weakest finger in our hands. Did you guys know that? So, your mom's a musician, right? She can play the piano and other things. Ask her about that. And most pianists will tell you that this finger is really part of this, the weakest finger. So, here's what it wants you to do with the, with the weakest finger. It wants you to pray for those who are sick, those who um, are lonely, and those who are poor. Anybody you know who is sick, lonely, and poor. Finally, we have the pain. So, who's left? pray for. This is the smallest, 
And again, as in uh, probably all of them, as is not.
text today comes from Colossians chapter 1. We'll look mostly at verses 9 through 14. Albert Einstein dreamed of finding a single theory that would embrace all of nature's laws. But in his quest of this unified theory, Einstein came up and began it. Others followed and pursued what has come to be known um, as the theory of everything, seeking to define all the laws of the universe in one simple theory. Opponents of the theory of everything see the universe as a grand cosmic symphony. So if the universe is a grand cosmic symphony, who's writing the music? Who's conducting the orchestra. In Colossians 1, Paul writes the original theory of everything. For Paul, Jesus is the source of holding life together. Does that work for all of you? So happy I got yes. <laughs> Would have to change the whole sermon if you all said no. But I got to follow up with another question. Is life holding together, or is it unraveling at the seams? So the easy answer is look outside. And I think if we look outside and look at our world, most of us would say it's unraveling at the seams. But I'm more concerned and interested about your life. Is your life unraveling at the seams? One sign, I'll help you for those who don't have an answer yet. One sign life is unraveling is when worry hits us. Corey Temboom, maybe some of you know, she was in a, in a concentration camp. She spoke of unraveling effects of worry. She said, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow, but it empties today of its strength. Along with worry, life seems to unravel with stress, with pain, with suffering. And the list just continues on and on and on. And these all can challenge the togetherness that you and I might feel in life. Today, for those of us who feel life is unraveling, Paul offers Jesus, who holds life together, even when it feels like it's falling apart. Today we're going to look at three handles in holding life together when it feels like life is falling apart. So the first handle is that we connect. Link up to Jesus as the source of life. I think a, a little schoolgirl may have put it best when she said, some people couldn't hear God, God's inside whisper. And so we sent Jesus to tell them out loud. Simple thought. In Jesus, we see God's compassion out loud. In Jesus, we feel God's power out loud. In Jesus, we experience God's love out loud. In Jesus, we get a sense of God's personality out loud. Jesus is the source of life. In verse 16 of our text, Paul says this. This comes from the message. For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, 
rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him, and it finds its purpose in him. Author C.S. Lewis claims if we read the Bible fully and objectively, we will conclude that Jesus was either God or a complete lunatic. There is no middle ground. When Jesus' disciples asked to see God the Father, Jesus' simple reply was, If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Before Abraham was I am. Those words I am were the traditional Hebrew name for God. Our teachers had said, this is the way you should live. But Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I think it takes some audacity to claim God visited the planet only once in the form of a human being. And that we are privileged to know that person. It takes audacity to claim that the church has the franchise on the only worldwide message of salvation. Then, by God's grace, let's be audacious. Because the Bible declares it, history confirms it, and God wants us to know that in Jesus, we see the very fullness of God. Paul shares what Jesus came to do in Colossians 1, verses 13 and 14. He says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. That's our first handle, connect. The second handle is holding life together when it feels like it's falling apart. Pray. Stay in contact with Jesus, the source of wisdom and understanding. Maybe some of you have heard this story. In 1495, Leonardo da Vinci began to paint his immortal vision of the Last Supper. He worked slowly and diligently with great care for detail. He spent three years completing that painting. And when he finally finished it, da Vinci called a very trusted friend of his to come and see it. And he said, give me your honest opinion. And the friend says, it's wonderful. In fact, that cup is so real, I cannot keep my eyes off of it. The next thing is hard to believe. Da Vinci takes a brush, he draws it across that sparkling cup, removing all of its glow. And he says, if it affects you in that way, it must not remain. And his friend says, but why? It's beautiful, it's gorgeous, that cup is amazing. And the Vinci says this, nothing whatsoever shall distract attention from the figure of Christ. Prayers keep us in contact with Christ. Prayer clarifies our focus. Paul recognizes prayer, prayer's power in Colossians 1 verse 9. He says, and so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Once I received a thank you letter from a member who, who we assisted. And she wrote a 
about the power of prayer. She said this, We had some difficult times over the past two years with the personal issues that we were dealing with. There were times I thought I could not deal with another obstacle or problem that was put in my path. With the help and prayers of so many from the church, we were able to get through. I personally had so many blessings and answers to prayer. Day after day, down to the most minor thing, God never let me down. He was always there and He heard my prayers and those who were praying for me. And He answered them. There were times when I was shocked and amazed at how things turned out. And then I would have to remind myself that it was only because of His great love for me and that I had simply prayed. God tells us in the Scriptures that we are to pray without ceasing and ask for what we want in His name. And he will supply all our needs. And it ended with this. So why was I so shocked? She answered her own question. Human nature, I guess. And dear brothers and sisters, God answers prayer. That's why in the midst of saying Jesus holds life together, He writes a prayer. Paul writes in Colossians 1 verse 11, He says, We pray that you will have the strength to stick it out over the long haul. Not the great strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength that God gives. It is strength that endures the un unendurable and spills over into joy. Handle two. Handle three and holding life together when it feels like it's falling apart is simply give thanks. Have Jesus adjust your attitude to gratitude. And he will change your life. It is good to remember to be thankful. Paul speaks of a great reason to give thanks in verse 12 of our text. He says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. I once heard that the most important prayer in the world is just two words. Thank you. And I discovered there is power in giving thanks to God. Giving thanks even when life is falling apart. Provides a needed attitude adjustment towards gratitude. The reason for such thanks Paul shares in verse 13. He says, God rescued us from dead end alleys and dark dungeons. He set us, us up in the kingdom of the Son He loves so much. That's from the message. God rescued us by sacrificing Jesus, His Son, cross, the one who holds our life together. He gave his life that you and I might live. So where do you need an attitude adjustment this morning? May I suggest don't try it on your own. But when we do that, we typically live by circumstances. But build rather on what God has done for you Jesus Christ. If we aren't careful, we can be so fixated on the mundane that we miss God's given opportunities for significance. This week, make sure you spot God's grace, especially in your life. Spot Jesus who holds all life together. Reaffirm your connection with Christ 
Set aside time to pray and give God permission to interrupt your day with His response. Give thanks this week in worship and in your own expression to God of, of the thanks that we have for Jesus who holds life together even when it feels like it's falling apart. Amen. Let's pray. Grace Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, who holds life together even when we don't even see it. Lord, fill us with your Spirit so we can look for the grace that you shower us with every day, the grace of what your Son has done for us, so that we might be able to share that with others. In Jesus' name, Amen. As we stand to recite the Apostles' Creed, I invite all of our elected boards and officers to come forward to the chancellor. Please rise for the Apostles' Creed. I believe
Dick, you've been elected to the Board of Elders. Scott, you've been elected to the Board of Elders. Also out of town this day is, is Phil celebrating his 50th anniversary. Pass together and Rob Janke. We've all been elected to the Board of Elders. Eileen, you've been elected to the Board of Christian Eds. Donna, you've been elected to the Board of Christian Eds. Bob, you've been elected to the Board of Christian Eds. Angie, you've been elected to the Board of Christian Ed. And Dury, you've been elected to the Board of Christian Ed. All of you have been chosen to fill specific offices and positions of responsibility here at Trinity Lutheran. You are to work with me, the pastor, that are alive together in Christ, made orderly and pleasing in His sight. You are to see that the services of God's house are held the proper times, those of you who are on the Word of Elders, and that the Word of God is purely preached and taught according to the Lutheran professions, that the sacrament of Christ are administered according to His institution, that provision is made for the Christian instruction of young and old, that the erring are admonished, and that discipline is maintained. You are to see that the temple affairs of the congregation are properly administered for our officers, um, and that proper support is provided for the workers of this congregation. You are to assist in caring for the poor and the sick, in cultivating harmony among the members, in promoting general welfare of the congregation, and in furthering the kingdom of Christ here and throughout the world. While wholeness of life and obedience in Christ are expected of all members of this congregation, it is especially important that all of you, as office bearers in His church and members of wards, Show yourselves by word and example to be faithful to Him in service and in Christian devotion. In the presence of God and of this congregation, I therefore ask you, do you accept the office that has been entrusted to you, and do you promise faithfully to carry out your duties, trusting in the Lord and conforming yourself to His word in accordance with the faith of the Evangelical Lutheran Church? If so, answer, I do. Beloved in the Lord, this is for all of you, so I'll stand here. You have heard the promise of the faithfulness spoken by these men and women whom you have selected to serve as officers and members of wards. Do you promise to support them in their work, to remember them in your prayers, and to work with them to the best of the abilities that God has given you, so that he may be glorified and his work be done in our midst? If so, answer, we do. We do. Let me ask you that one again. If so, please answer so they can hear you. We do. We do. Thank you. Brothers and sisters, in Christ, I install you as officers and members of boards of Trinity Lutheran Church in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Almighty and most merciful God, enlighten and strengthen each of you in your offices that you may be good and faithful stewards to the glory of His name and the good of His people. Amen. Would you all stand for prayer? Lord God, Heavenly Father, we give thanks that you have raised up these servants for working among your people. We humbly implore you to grant them by your Holy Spirit those gifts needed for the faithful carrying out of their tasks. Most especially, wisdom, strength, 
Let your blessing rest on this congregation. Strengthen the faith, quicken the love, and enkindle the seal of its members. That your name may be glorified, and that here and in all places under heaven, the kingdom of your Son may be advanced. We remember with thanksgiving those who have faithfully served for people and have now completed their time of service. We pray that in the end of days, we, with all your faithful people, we hear the voice of Christ saying, Come, you are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Go in the name of the Lord. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the Lord, that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. The Almighty and Most Merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you all. Amen. You may return to your seats as we continue to pray. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus according to their needs. Lord, we give thanks for, for your great rescue and the gift of forgiveness, life, and salvation in Jesus Christ our Savior. Help us to cherish your kingdom always. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, send us your Holy Spirit that our daily faith be strong and that we desire to walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, give us opportunities to share your love with others and to use the gifts you provide to the praise and honor of your name. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, protect your people and protect your church throughout the world. That we be bold in our witness and always ready to serve in power of the Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, send your Spirit into the hearts and minds of those who have wandered from the faith. And by your word and truth, convict them and bring them to faith again in Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, be with and encourage and sustain those who are struggling at this time, especially those that we lift in our hearts now. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, bless our work together in this place through this ministry as we entrust ourselves to your guidance. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we give you thanks for the blessing of marriage, especially today. We remember Jason and Stephanie were celebrating 23 years, and Phil and Rachel Martin were celebrating 50. Lord, in your mercy. In your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give Him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and solitary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by His glorious resurrection, Open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, 
You God and magnify your glorious name, evermore facing you and sing.
Let us pray. We give thanks to you, mighty God, that you have refreshed us through the solitary. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith for you and in fervent love for one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon your favor and give you peace. Amen. We sing everlasting.
Let's serve the Lord. 